What's up, everybody? I am Travis Lee. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that is brought to you by Oddball.com. If you're just like me, a huge fan of stories and history, you're just not a huge fan of reading about them yourself, Audible.com is the best place for you to go. It's a one-stop shop for all audio books. If you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today, you can sign up for a 30-day free trial of Audible plus gain a credit to your first book purchase. Again, audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today. Get your 30-day free trial plus a token to your first book purchase on Audible. Fantastic. Right. It's such a good, good, such a good thing. And I, I was, I was learning about this. Apparently, um, so you, you know, reading is, is good for your brain. Yes. Apparently, the, the same neural networks that benefit from reading yourself actually also benefit from listening to an audiobook. Yeah. So, yeah, so you won't just be entertained or informed. You'll also, uh, your, your brain will be shaped in a positive manner. See, that's what I love about you, Joe. Yeah. You sit there and you fill my life with knowledge. It's almost like an audiobook. You are my audiobook. Thank you. Yeah. That's the dream, being people's <laughs> audiobook. <laughs> oh shit. Guys, um we uh we do uh consider ourselves a weekly podcast. Unfortunately we did not drop a podcast last week, and that's totally on me. Um, I did start a, I, I guess he kind of considered it a job in a way. Nice. Um, yeah, it's got like a temp to hire job, so I'm just a temp right now. Uh, but I work in a, uh, a steel bucket pail company and stuff like that. I was so exhausted. I fell asleep on our normal recording day and we just couldn't sync up to get the recording out, but at least we we're able to get one out for this week. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm I'm glad that you are are reemployed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not what I was expecting, but it's something, you know. That's, and that's good. And that's the biggest thing where everyone like you know every time I talk to somebody about it, and they're like, oh, how's the new job? And I tell them like, you know, it's there. It, you know, it gets me a paycheck. And they're like, well, you know, it is a job. And I'm like, and yes, absolutely. And I agree with them 100. percent Like, you know, a job is a job. It's gonna help, you know. With my income and, you know, help with bills and stuff like that, it's not exactly where I would love to be just because it is a temp to hire job. And obviously, temp, uh, temporary employment doesn't pay uh, as well as actually being hired onto the company, but it's a step in the right direction. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Plus, this is like five minutes from my house. No, I mean, that's tough to beat. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I got this, I got the job. I'm happy I'm, uh, I'm, I'm there. Hopefully, there's some good news uh, coming from it in a few weeks here, or however long they decide to keep me on until they hire me or keep me on until they decide they don't want me, need me. Uh, doesn't mean I stopped looking uh, other places, so we'll just kind of see where we're going. I, I, I do miss my uh, my times of waking up and sitting on the couch in my pajamas all day, but yeah. unless you win the lottery or you own your own company where you have other people running it, you really can't do shit like that anymore. This is true. Or a summer vacation for uh, school kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Damn kids. And their damn <laughs> summer vacation. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Guys, we're going to dive into uh, That Freaking Happened, our segment we talk about an event that happened uh, this week that we found interesting. Um, but before we do, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you check out Freaknest Studios on YouTube. We finally have a channel up. We do have our first video released on it. Uh, me, Cartoon Joe, and Sarge from the Gray Area, all three of us are part of Freaknest Studios, along with my co-host, Dizzle J from JFW Podcast. But me, Joe, and uh, Sarge got together, and we released the first FreakNet Studio video out onto the channel, and we sampled hot sauces. We did, and we they did. were very delicious, all yeah, of them. And, and uh, Joe, we didn't get a chance to really talk about this uh, quite yet, because the last podcast we did was actually recorded a few hours before we released that video. But I kind of want to get your uh, view and the insight on how you think the video went. I'm not sure if you had a chance to go back and watch it or anything like that, but... Um, we, we determined that uh, Tapatio was the best hot sauce. Spoiler alert to ones who haven't watched it yet. We determined that Tapatio was the best hot sauce out there. And I'm trying to figure out, maybe we did that because it was the first sauce we tried. That is true. But I don't think it was just because it was the first sauce. It was just really tasty. Right. Yeah. But no, no I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I am uh, sorry. There's a there's an issue at work that is is... Texting me, and it's not something I have to leave for, but it just needed my attention, so I apologize. How <clears throat> dare they? I know. Tell, tell Jesus to ease up for a moment. I know, right? Like, like give us forty minutes, Lord. I mean, I'm just gonna throw this out there. It ain't Jesus. It's this other church that's using our space, and they are not good guests. <laughs> like, hey, the curtains are on fire. Is that a problem? Yeah, that's how it feels sometimes. So it's not actually that bad. They just they leave messes and stuff, and it kind of pisses me off. Mm. So well, I'd, be, I'd be bothered by that too, man. I mean that that's that's not only your place of worship; that's your place of literal business, bro. Right? I guess. Also, like you know, I, I'm just throwing this out there. If I come into your house and and you're not home, or maybe you are home, it doesn't really matter. And I'm going to mm-hmm. be there for like three hours. I'm not going to leave it in worse shape than I found it. Yeah. And that's just consistently what these guys do. It just bugs the hell out of me. No, I, and you know, I, I, your, your whole family's like that. I once had Michael stay over at my house after a night of drinking and shit like that. And, uh, he, he obviously, you know, he jumped in the shower, got cleaned up and everything before he left. He was so considerate about leaving the house nicer than the way he left it. I still believe he stole my towel. <laughs> so he didn't even leave laundry for me to do when he fucking came. That's how considerate he is. When it comes to keeping the house clean. Nice. I believe that. That sounds like something you <laughs> would do. <clears throat> but but uh, anyway. Yeah, let me let me give you a perspective on uh, how, how you thought the video went and the house sauce and everything. Do you do you feel from your perspective maybe there's something we could have done differently or how we did the uh the process in itself? There was one thing I did notice that um I kinda would like to change to go back and do it. And it's a small little thing, it means absolutely nothing but the way we ranked it from one to six, we mm. should have done it the opposite way. Because obviously when you watch the video, it's backwards. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I didn't really realize until I edited the video. And this is stuff that we're going to learn along the way, obviously. But one should start with me and went down to six to start. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Biggest thing is we clarified it for everyone so that they know. Um, but I also yeah. think maybe next time, paper plate. I think that's a really good idea, too. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got a lot of dishes left for me. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. What about you? What and, about I, you? and I was not nearly as considerate as my brother. 
<laughs> well, I, mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a fun it was a fun thing to do. It was an enjoyable way to spend uh, a morning and part of an afternoon. And uh, I haven't had a chance to see it, but it, I, I've I've seen a little bit of it. I've kind of you know um, what's the word I'm looking for? Clicked around to see how things sound and stuff. And I, I like yeah. the way it sounded. I like the way we look. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really happy with it. I'm really pleased. Yeah, and it, it was kind of the uh, video recording debut of Cartoon Joe. That is true. Because, because a lot of times people just get the docile tones of your audio podcast, and once in a while, obviously, some Facebook Lives uh, from uh, the GCL side of your podcasting career. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a this is like a well lidded uh, right in the middle of the uh, screen kind of uh, um intro to who you are. It is. It is. Yeah. And I, I think we had a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about my American hot sauces versus Sarge's uh, Mexican hot sauces. And you're there to be that impartial decision maker when we came to a majority vote on what was the best compared to what wasn't. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. I'm really excited to do more stuff like that. I know we have something planned uh, here in the future. Um, as soon as that happens, it's determined by, you know, our schedule and everything, obviously. But I think the nice thing we're going to do is burgers. Nice. I'm really looking forward to that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I know the original uh, idea was, I think we mentioned on the podcast a couple months ago when we started talking about YouTubing, is we're going to pick, like, local, like, burger areas and stuff, like, in, like, around us. Like, Fire Pit Bar and Grill, Game On, Burgers and Beer. Uh, right. Stars mentioned Portillo's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh... I think we decided that instead of doing that is look at burger franchises, stuff that everyone has access to, not just in the local area. Oh, nice. I'm not so a bad idea. I like that. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that, uh, trying to figure out a way to do that and get that uh, edited or uh, recorded and um, uploaded on YouTube so you know more viewers can check that out as well. But, guys, if you haven't had a chance to check out the Hot Sauce Challenge and everything, the link to the video is on the Freaknet Studios Facebook page. It's also on this Freaknet Show's Facebook page. Um, all you got to do is scroll through the post. It's right there. Or all you got to do is go onto YouTube and type in Freaknet Studios, and it'll pop up right there. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when we do our next uh, video, it will be available there. And we're going to do more videos other than eating. I know... We have a couple other plans and ideas for some other things in the future, but right now food just seems like the simplest thing to do. It is the easiest thing, and the most relatable because everybody eats. And it's not like we're gonna. It's not like we're gonna rank poops, which no. is another thing everybody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um. Oh, we'll see how desperate we are for views in the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, Joe, what uh, what what event do you got for uh, that freaking happen? Ooh, what do I have? I have, uh, let me pull it up here, uh, it was today in 1960, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz got divorced. Mm. Yeah, they, uh, the famous I Love Lucy couple, uh, after 20 tumultuous years of marriage, uh, they got divorced, uh, because she, although they, they remained in love their whole lives, apparently, uh, Desi was kind of a womanizer and a bit of a drunk, which... It was Hollywood back then. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, she didn't like it, and uh, she didn't put up with it. So, good for her. You watch a lot of Lucia when you were younger? I watched a crapload of it. It was like the only thing on after 9 o'clock. Right. 
I tried to stick just to the black and white. When it turned color, I wasn't a big fan of it anymore. But I did enjoy when they moved out to the country and got their little country home. I, I forgot was, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then friend Ethel uh, came out on visit. I think they had like a place out there too at some point. It's just, uh, it's weird when your landlord is just having to move with you. Yeah. <laughs> John Wayne was in one of the episodes. Oh, yeah, that seems, that seems right. I don't remember that either. I I just remember, uh, like, the clip of her eating chocolate and then stuffing it down her dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I remember about? the... What's that? Yeah, off the conveyor belt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I remember the, uh, you know, Lucy, I'm home! Mm-hmm. Thing. <laughs> I think my favorite episode uh, was the one... Uh, I think it was more of like a made-for-TV movie where uh, they actually met for the first time. Oh, really? That was pretty cool. They met out in Cuba, and I believe friend Ethel was on the uh, boat that, uh, like, the cruise ship that Lucy was on. I also liked the one where Lucy dressed up as Superman and uh, tried to uh, pop in on uh, Little Ricky's birthday party or something like that, and uh, she got scared and freaked out on the uh, ledge of the building, and then the real Superman showed up because Ricky happened to know him. Uh, hopped out on the ledge, saved Lucy and everything. And ironically, I believe that's the same actor who played Superman who also killed himself. <clears throat> killed himself? Oh, you yeah. mean like Christopher Reeve? I don't know. Wasn't there like an old Superman actor who killed himself? Oh, I don't remember about that. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do mine, and then you can look it up. Yeah, please do. But now I gotta find this out. All right, the Beatles, more popular than Jesus, March fourth, nineteen sixty-six. In an interview, Beatles member John Lennon stated that we're more popular than Jesus now. This prompted Beatles bonfires and the banning of their music by radio stations. The interview was published in the London Evening Standard and caused little commotion. However, when quotes from the interview were reprinted in the U.S. teen magazine Vape Book four months later, there was a large public outcry in the U.S. Christianity will go. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I think needn't is a stupid word, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it's very I'm, English. Right? I'm right, and I'll be proved right. We're more popular than Jesus now. I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Jesus was all right, but his disciples were thick and ordinary. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's them twisting it that ruins it for me. Mark Wait, David Chapman thick, was thick? Like T-H-I-C-K? Like they're dumb? T-H-I-C-K and ordinary. O-R-D-I-N-A-R-Y. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was hoping, I mean, obviously wrong time period, but I was hoping for T-H-I-C-C. You know? Like mm. they're, like they got, they got, Nice badonka dogs, but they're ordinary people. <laughs> that would make me laugh. <clears throat> Mark David Chapman would cite Lennon's comments on Jesus as one of the reasons he killed Lennon. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> gosh dang it. To quote the Big Lebowski, nobody fucks with the Jesus. That, well said. Are you <laughs> looking forward to that movie? Which movie? There's a, I think, I think there's a movie coming out. Maybe it's already out. With, uh, that's centered around that character, Jesus. Oh, the not. Jesus. I don't know his name. No, there's Other than that. not. Allegedly. No, there's not. How, I mean, how fucking old was the Big Lebowski, uh, movie even to begin with? Her name. Oh, it was made forever ago, it seems like. Yeah. 
It's a uh, it's a spinoff to the 1998. Yeah, the Jesus Rolls. The Big Lebowski spinoff made tie the room together. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm okay with that. I guess I I don't know. The only problem I have with it, I guess, is in the movie it specifies that the Jesus was a registered sex offender. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I yeah, forgot about that. This fucking Walter said he's a pederast. I mean, right. <laughs> and they showed a little scene where, like, he rang, rang the doorbell, this big muscular dude, get to go door to door and tell everyone he was a sex offender. I don't know how well that movie's gonna get over in 2020. Oh, that's a solid point. I don't know. This has to be a Netflix only thing. I mean, there's no way they're gonna put that shit in theaters. I don't know, man. It is the Coen brothers, though, so. Maybe. Not for them to be wrong. Uh, I mean, can you think about the Big Lebowski being popular nowadays? I think it could be. It's hard to say, right? Because, like, on the one hand, I think it's brilliant, and I think it holds up. But on the other hand, you make a good point, and I don't know for sure. The world's changing, man. It really is. So, I don't know. I can't think of anything... In particular, that would be too bad about it. You serious? The Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about the movie. We'll, we'll, if you get a chance, watch it. We'll confirm yeah. next week. I know. I, I've seen the movie several times. But there's a lot of shit in those movies, man. That's true. I guess not a lot, but there's enough. Yeah. Enough. Well, just get a chance. We watch it. We'll confer next week on it. We'll make yeah. a note about that. Sure. And then we'll, we can determine next week. Maybe it'll turn that into a weekly segment. Can Ooh. this movie make it through 2020? We can do that, right? Yeah, I dig it. Oh god. Right. What, speaking of which, uh, I, I I watched Airplane for the first time this week. You know, I've yet to see Airplane. I hear it's good, and I always make it a point to try to watch it. I just have no access to it. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's on Hulu if you have the Showtime thing. I do not have Hulu, period. Which I don't know how I don't. I have Disney+, Plus, but I thought if if you have Disney+, Plus, you're supposed to also have Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. Depends on what level you're paying the Disney Plus at. It's the $70 a year. Oh, I have no idea then. That does seem weird. I'm going to have to look into that. I'm definitely going to look into that, because if it does, I really want to watch Letterkenny. It is really good. Yeah. Alright, Joe, I'm going to play a game with you here. Okay. And I kind of want to center this show around this, and that is the, uh, uh, March is, uh, Women History Month. Oh, okay. Great. And I, and I feel like kind of people kind of cast that away and don't really acknowledge it. I feel like that's pretty true, too. Yeah. I do feel a little bit bad we didn't acknowledge February being Black History Month, because it was, and uh, we kind of uh, we kind of blew past that without mentioning it. So uh, I hope everyone uh, celebrated Black History Month and really remembered uh, the African Americans who really helped build this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but March is, uh, is I, I feel so bad because I keep wanting to say White Women History Month. <laughs> But Women's Yikes. History Month. 
um, all throughout the entire uh, month of March. And I kind of want to play a game for you. And it's a dumb game. You probably won't like it. And you know what? It's going to get confusing as fuck. I'm not going to. Okay. Watch. Sure. So, I'm on board. Yeah. If you have a pen and paper, I recommend having it. Oh, let me get, let me. Yeah, get a pen and paper. Because this is going to be probably a clusterfuck uh, game. But I would not want to play this with anyone but you. Okay. That sounds very complimentary. Okay. So what I have in front of me now is the 25 of the most influential women in American history. Clearly, there's more than just the 25. Right. I, I haven't looked at this. Right now is the moment I'm actually looking at this list. Because I did yeah. have a one. I had one popped up earlier that had 100 on it, and that would take way too fucking long. Yeah. This is American it. history? Uh, yes, American history. Okay. Are they all, do you know if they're all American women? How if I know none? I just okay. thought it was I do not Fair know. Fair enough. Sorry, you did say that. But let me, let me, let me explain the game to you and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. We're going to create from this list of 25 a Mount Rushmore of, uh, historical American women. Gotcha. So I'm going to give you the first four and that's going to be your official Mount Rushmore. The next name I give you you can either pass on or replace somebody on your Rushmore with that name. So oh, on so forth until we get through the 25 and you have your final four. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, I like this game. This cool. one's great. All right. So we're going to start. The first one on the list is Louisa May Alcott. Uh, Alcott worked to support her family through financial difficulties at an early age and managed to write Little Women, one of the most famous novels in American history. Her other famous writings include Little Men and JoJo's Boys. <coughs> I believe that's uh, actually available on Audible. Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, next one is Susan B. Anthony. Uh, Anthony played a pivotal role in the women's suffrage movement in 1878. She and co-workers presented an amendment to Congress that would give women the right to vote. In 1920, Senator Aaron A. Sargent, Republican California, introduced the bill and it was ratified as the 19th Amendment to the Constitution. Why do I think that Susan B. Anthony was the person that's famous for sewing the flag? Who did the flag sewing? Oh, man. Oh, jeez. If you hadn't asked me, I could have, I could have absolutely told you. You know what I mean? I don't know why Susan oh. B. Anthony keeps me stuck in my head when I think the flag thing. I probably could Google it, but we'll Google it later. Let's get to yeah, this game. Yeah. Your next one is Clara Barton. Okay? Barton founded the American Red Cross and served as his first president. She was a nursing during a nurse during the Civil War for the Union Army. The final one, number four, that you're starting out with is Nellie Bly, a journalist. She launched a new kind of investigative reporting. She is best known for a record-breaking trip around the world by ship in 72 days. Okay? So you got your top four. You got Louisa Alcott, Susan B. Anthony, Claire Barton, and uh, Nellie Bly. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you remember who all the, what those women did. Okay? Uh, yeah, based on what you said to me. Yeah, now... <laughs> 5 through 25, I'm going to give you a name, tell you what they did. You decide if they should be, somebody should be replaced or just pass and we'll just pass. Okay. Okay. Amelia Earhart. First female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean, received the U.S. Distinguished Flying Cross for her accomplishments. Earhart, uh, Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, disappeared in 1937. I am immediately going to replace Louisa May Alcott. Okay. All right, next person is Jessie Benton Fremont. Fremont was a writer and political activist. She was considered the brains behind her husband, John C. Fremont, and his famous exploration westward. 
She turned his notes into readable books and made connections to Washington, D.C. that eventually made him famous. Eh, pass. Okay. I think we're going to pronounce his first name wrong, but I think it's Marg... I, I want to say it's just Margaret, but it's not spelled Margaret. It's Margurite Higgins. Uh, Higgins was a reporter and war correspondent for the New York Herald Tribune during World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. She advanced the cause of equal opportunity for female war correspondents and was the first woman awarded a Pulitzer Prize for foreign correspondence in 1951. Hmm, that's cool, but I am going to pass on her. Okay. Grace Hopper, computer scientist and Navy Rear Admiral, Hopper played an integral... In, intrigual? Integ- in, integral. Thanks. Yeah, you had it right the first time. Right. <laughs> uh, integral... God, I, it sounds wrong to me. That's probably because I'm reading it. Uh, I'm going to put uh, important. Sure. Play, played an important role in creating programs for some of the world's first computers. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to pass. All right. Julia Howe. Howe was a poet and author, her most famous work being The Battle Hymn of the Republic. She oh. also She was also a social activist for women's suffrage. Hmm. I'm going to pass on her, but she's pretty good. Harriet Jacobs. Jacobs, a writer, escaped slavery, slavery and later was freed. She published the novel Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, credited as the first to highlight the struggles of rape and sexual abuse within slavery. Hmm. I would, for now, replace Claire Banton. Burton? Okay. Uh, yeah, Clara Barton. Yeah, Harriet Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Barbara Jordan. Jordan was a lawyer, educator, politician, and civil rights movement leader. She was the first Southern African-American woman elected to the U.S. House of Representatives and the first African-American woman to give a keynote address to the Democratic National Convention. Oh, see, now that's cool. What's her name again? Barbara Jordan. Barbara Jordan. Hmm. Okay. I might uh I might replace Harriet Jacobs with her. Coretta Scott King, the wife and later widow of Martin Luther King Jr., played an important role in preserving the legacy of the civil rights leader. Following his assassination in nineteen sixty eight, she founded the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change. She later lobbied for her late husband's birthday to be recognized as a federal holiday. Nice. She's a great woman, but I'm going to pass. Okay. Claire Booth Luce, L-U-C-E, Lucy. I don't know. I'm going to say Lucy. Sure. Lucy was an author, conservative politician, U.S. ambassador to Italy and Brazil. She was the first woman appointed to the ambassadorial role abroad. Lucy served in the House of Representatives from 1943 to 1974. Hmm. I'm going to pass, but she sounds interesting. Dolly Madison. Madison was the first lady during James Madison's presidency. First nation's lady during James Madison's presidency. She helped to furnish the newly constructed White House in 1814 after the invading British burned it to the ground. She is credited with saving the Lansdowne portrait of George Washington from the flames. 
Nice. I do love Dolly Madison, but there's nobody on my list who I'm willing to replace at this moment. Sandra Day O'Connor. Lawyer O'Connor became a, sl- a celebrated judge and eventually the first female justice on the Supreme Court, serving from 1981 to 2006 when Ronald Reagan appointed her. Once again, sounds cool, but I'm not willing to trade anybody yet. Uh, Rosa Parks. Parks was the most prominent female face of the civil rights movement. In December 1955, Parks refused to give up her seat in the colored section of the bus to a white man and was charged with civil disobedience. She is known as the mother of freedom movement. Ah, man, that's a tough one. I know it is. And I feel like she should be on here. If it makes you feel better, I'm scrolling through here. It doesn't get easier. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> I am going to pass. Uh, uh, Sally Ride, a physicist and astronaut. Ride joined NASA in 1978. Five years later, in 83, she became the first American woman to go to outer space. I'm going to pass. That's Sacagawea. Cool. Sacagawea was a Lemhi Shoshno, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, right. A Limhi Shoshon woman, best known for her expedition with Lewis and Clark through the territory of the Louisiana Purchase. The Native American traveled from North Dakota to the Pacific Ocean with the explorers. Nice. She's a cool lady. I'm going to pass. Okay. Phyllis Shalafli. If anyone out there knows how to pronounce these right, let me know, because I feel I think, bad about this. I think that one's Phyllis Schlafly. Schlafly. Okay. She was a constitutional lawyer and conservative political activist. She is best known for her critiques of radical feminism and her successful campaign against ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment to the Constitution. I'm going to pass. All right. Muriel Siebert, known as the first woman of finance, Siebert was the first woman to head a firm trade on the New York Stock Exchange. Interesting. I'm going to pass. Okay. Margaret Smith, a Republican politician, Smith served in the House of Representatives from 1940 to 1949, and the Senate from 49 to 73. She was the first woman to serve in both houses of Congress. Very cool. But I'm going to pass again. Okay. Harriet Stowe, an abolitionist, abolitionist? Yeah, yep. Okay. An abolitionist and author's most well-known work in the novel Uncle Tom's Cabin, which portrayed the impact of slavery on families and children. Its impact led to Stowe's meeting with President Abraham Lincoln. Hold on, I gotta, gotta check something. Uh, I'm going to pass, but she is pretty cool. Okay. Sojourner Truth, an abolitionist and woman's rights activist, Truth was born into slavery and escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. She became best known for her Ain't I a Woman speech on racial inequality in 1851 at the Ohio Women's Rights Convention. Yeah. I am going to... Replace Susan B. Anthony with her. Okay. Two more here. 
Mercer Otis Warren. Warren was a writer and propagandist of the American Revolution. She published poems and plays that attacked the British Empire and urged colonists to resist Britain's infringement on their rights. Hmm. Sounds cool, but I've never heard of her, so I'm going to pass. All right. Last one, Harriet Tubman. Tubman escaped from slavery in 1849 and became a famous conductor of the Underground Railroad. Tubman risked her life to lead hundreds of slaves to freedom using their secret network of safe houses. That's the hardest one. I know. It was actually number 24. I made it number 25. Ugh. I am going to... Well, who, do you, who do you have right now? Who, who are your top four right now? <clears throat> I've got Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. I've got Soldier Truth. I've got Barbara Jordan. And I have Nellie Bly. And I'm thinking... I, if it was up to me, I would I would replace Nellie Bly. See, I really like Nellie Bly, though. She uh, invented um, investigative journalism as we have it today. Well, Barbara Jordan, first uh, Southern African-American woman elected to the U.S. House. I know. It's the firsts, you know? It's just, it's like, on the one hand, she was the first, so, like, following the rules of the original Rushmore, you got to go with the firsts. On the other hand, I don't know her name. I didn't, I didn't, never heard of her before right now, so part of me wants to trade her out for Harriet Tubman. Sir Rushmore, man. I'm going to do it. I'm trading her out. It's Harriet Tubman. Amelia Earhart, uh, Sojourner Truth, and Nellie Bly. Awesome. So where's your official Mount Rushmore of American influence, uh, influential American women? Are you asking? Yeah, you're going to repeat okay. it. It's uh, Amelia Earhart, yep. Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and Nellie Bly. You know, that game went a lot, it went a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought, I you thought didn't it was have to choose. <laughs> right? I know. That's why I left it to you. <laughs> that was fun. I really enjoyed that. We should do it with yeah. something like that more often. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we could do something like that maybe on a monthly basis. Just kind of figure some stuff out. And we'll just find out uh, what other months celebrate what and all that shit. I yeah. like it. it. It's a fun thing we could do together. I agree. Um, but yeah, no, guys, make sure you do celebrate uh, March. Uh, throughout the entire month of March is Women History Month. Take advantage of the opportunity to learn about the influential women, not only in America, but across the world. This was only 25 of possibly thousands, maybe even millions of women who influence influence us on a daily basis. Not just, you know, through uh, politics or uh, um, celebrities and stuff like that, but even like, you know, the women in our personal lives, you know, like Cartoon Joe's wife or my mommy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Women's History Month and it's it, it's their history that creates who we are today. So to you uh, ladies who are in our personal lives, uh, we just like to say thank you to uh, for being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moms, girlfriends, Moms. wives, yep. uh, sisters, female cousins, aunts, aunts, grandmothers, yeah, nieces, all that. All that good stuff. Thank you for being here. I don't include nieces. I don't give a shit. I don't care if yeah. only 10 months old. There's still a history there. Yep. Call her. Cousins. Oh. Uh, Joe, we didn't get a chance to uh, do the podcast yesterday, but yesterday was Super Tuesday. And I'm not going to lie, didn't know what Super Tuesday was until yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you explain it to me? Yeah, so basically, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
So I actually learned this. I, I was learning some of the history of Super Tuesday the other day. Uh, historically, there's actually been as many as three Super Tuesdays. And basically what it means is during the primary process for both the, the Democrats and Republicans, there is typically a, a Tuesday during the, the primary season where a number of states will get together and have their primaries on the same day. And back when there were, uh, three Super Tuesdays, you'd have as many as five or six states that would have their primary on the same day. But most of them have consolidated so that, uh, there's, I think, 14 states plus American Samoa all voted yesterday in their primaries. So, of course, it's mostly in the Democratic primary. I believe, um, President Trump is running unopposed from the Republican side. Um, so I don't even think there, most states are having a primary at this time, um, for the Republican Party. But, yeah. So. Lots of states. Yeah. I think uh, the polls opened at, uh, like, uh, maybe 5.30 in the morning our time and closed about 10 o'clock our time yesterday. Yeah. Well, if I could read from Wikipedia here real quick, and when I say if I could read, it means am I literate enough to read this? Uh, Super Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia all held the presidential primaries on that date. America's Samoa had its caucus that day. As a territory, it will not participate in the general election in November. The Democrats abroad primary, the Democrats abroad primary for Democrats living outside of the United States will also begin voting on March 3rd and conclude on March 10th. Oh, I didn't know about uh, that. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 1,357 or 34.1% of the 39.79 pledge delegates to be awarded to the candidate in the Democratic primaries will be allotted on Super Tuesday. 1,617 total delegates could be awarded to the candidates. This was yep. driven in large part by the two most populous states in the country, California and Texas, allotting 415 and 228 delegates respectively on Super Tuesday. <clears throat> Joe Biden won Alabama, Arkansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Bernie Sanders won California, Colorado, Utah, and his home state of Vermont. Michael Bloomberg won American Samoa, Elizabeth Warren, and let's see, won American Samoa. Elizabeth Warren and Tulsi Gabbard failed to win any contest. With the advantage of incumbency in the Republican primaries, Donald Trump was uncontested in Maine and Minnesota. The Virginia Republican Party went a step further and decided to cancel his primary and select their delegate directly at its state party convention. Donald Trump defeated challenger Bill Weld in all the Super Tuesday Republican primaries. Now, that being said, obviously, uh, Super Tuesday is consistent until March 10th, if I read that correctly. Yeah, more or less. Okay. So... Right now, I just want to read quickly. This is from thegrio.com. Not sure how true this fucking website is. Don't care. I just Googled Super Tuesday, and this is what came up. So this is the five takeaways from Super Tuesday. I just want to share with you, uh, Cartoon Joe, if uh, if you would oblige me for a moment. Sure. All right. Number one, Joe Mentum is real. Yes. Former Vice President Joe Biden has held the best 72 hours of his political life. One might say he should pray at the altar for altar oh, of Congressman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One might say he should pray at the altar of Congressman James Clyburn for the remainder of his career following a rousing endorsement that helped secure his victory in South Carolina. 100%. Yep. 
Uh, Bloomberg out, backs Biden. Yep. Mike Bloomberg spent roughly half a billion dollars on his presidential campaign. It didn't matter. The former New York uh, mayor suspended his campaign less than 24 hours after brutally shown on Super Tuesday. I'd like to point out he spent half a billion dollars to win, I think, the two delegates from American Samoa. <laughs> after last night's results came in, Bloomberg was forced to ask himself an important question. With Democratic voters heavily focused on defeating Donald Trump, was Bloomberg continued presence in the race hurting the Democrats and boosting Trump? The statement explained his decision to drop out. Bloomberg endorsed Joe Biden and said he would work to make him the next president. Number three, Warden has work to do. It was a rough night for Senator Elizabeth Warren. Not only did she not win her home state of Massachusetts, she came in third. They had more salt to her wounds. She lost her original home state of Oklahoma as well. There's a tiny little part of me that just wants to say very meanly, I told you so. Warren yeah, stands. You gotta, understand, you gotta understand though. I mean, like, I mean, for, for being a Native American who chose to be here on Facebook Live, I mean, like, she was really committed herself to this. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I just, I feel like I want to say, I like Warren, she's fine. Mm-hmm. All of the data was against any possibility of her doing well on Super Tuesday, and she should have, if she actually supported the policies that she says she supports, should have dropped out before Super Tuesday and thrown her support behind Bernie. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do with it what you will. You can tell me to, to roll it up and shove it up my ass. I don't care. But that's how hey, I feel. Fun fact, if you guys don't believe the internet's watching you, uh, there's an advertisement out here for T-Public showing the Mrs. 33% Dizzle JJFW shirt. Nice. <laughs> Creepy. Creepy. But nice. Oh, fuck. Number four, what's the future hold for Amy and Pete? Amy Klobucker, who can go back to the Senate with an elevated profile and pending a Democratic win, positions herself for a substantial cabinet position as the Democrats win the White House. What is a little less clear and more complicated is the future for Mayor Pete. Before he suspended his campaign, some of... Oh, is that Booty Gig? Yep. Oh, that's right, he dropped out. Yep. That was my guy. I wanted President Booty Gig. Nice. I wanted POTUS Booty Gig. I dig it. I also want to learn how to pronounce his name. Boot Edge Edge. Yeah, all boot <laughs> Alright, number five. Uh, black voters are the keepers of the Democratic Party and the keepers of democracy as well. To quote colleague Dr. Kalia Brown-Dean, quoting Outcast, the South got something to say. <clears throat> Hopefully the Democratic Party will look at the data emerging from South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, and even large parts of Texas and realize the needs and wants of black voters must be at the forefront of the Democratic agenda. Black voters are not low-information voters, as some Sanders, Sanders supporters have suggested online. Black voters are keenly aware of what this nation is capable of, and that is why they vote strategically and pragmatically. I will give them that. And if you're a Sanders supporter out there uh, suggesting that black people, black voters are, are low information and suggesting that people should uh, have to pass a test to vote or have a certain education level, um, please stay home. You're yeah. no longer, you're not welcome. I don't want you in the movement. I don't want you voting. Your opinion is garbage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just want, I just want voters to have two things. 
legal age, and a pulse. Yeah. That's all I want. I just want a pulse. I just right? want some, I want somebody who didn't die in eighteen fifty two going to the polls and fucking voting. For sure. For That's sure. all I want. I don't want the lady in white up at Bachelor's Grove to wander into her nearest uh-huh. fucking uh, voting booth and make a selection. For sure. Right. That's funny. <laughs> Joe, uh, before we wrap up the show here, why don't we go ahead and uh, give out um, our next uh, Star Wars. Yeah, so this, I think, is technically our February award. Yes. And uh, this was suggested by you. You you put them back on my radar, and I uh, I agree. They absolutely deserve it. Uh, the Bikers Against Child Abuse. Uh, they are basically a, a group of uh, bikers from all sorts of motorcycle clubs, um, including the the so-called Big Four, as I understand it. The uh, Let me see if I can find it here. The Banditos, the Hells Angels, the Pagans, and the Outlaws, uh, who basically, if if they hear that there's a kid who something has happened to that kid, and they that that kid needs some support to to face, you know, uh, you know, maybe their molester, maybe their abusive dad, maybe their abusive mm-hmm. mom, uh, grandfather, teacher, something, whatever, um, in court. Uh, they, they show up and they provide actual, like, physical, I'm here for you, and, and emotional, I'm here for you support. And, uh, they, they work really hard to become kind of part of the kid's family, and they, yeah. uh, they're, it's a really great mission. I really, really admire them. Um, I've liked them for a long time, I just, I, I forget, you know, uh, I, I forget to bring them up here. They're, they're great. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because, like, I mean, there's so many videos on YouTube that you can watch and everything. All you gotta do is search uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse or BACA, B-A-C-A. Uh, they'll come up. But apparently this group has been around since the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, everyone who is a part of it, uh, it's all volunteer, it's all volunteer, uh, tier, uh, voluntary, however you want to pronounce it. And it's just like you said, they're there for children who feel that no one's there for them. Um, they, uh, they bring the child, like, their own cut, which you guys don't know what a cut is. It's basically a jacket that has a biker patch on the back of it. They get their own, uh, biker, uh, name that's, uh, that's put on the, uh, the jacket. And they're, they're given to bikers. I can't feel what they call, I don't know what they call them. I mean, some people call them sponsors. I just can't remember what the fuck they call them. But you get two people that you could call 24-7. Just to talk, or if you need them there, then their duty is to show up when you need them. Uh, there are videos on YouTube that talk about uh, a girl who was molested by her stepfather at a young age, and there were times where she would call her um, her bikers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, let's say bikers, since I don't know the name of it. But call yeah, her I bikers, don't know and four bikers showed up at her house and stood post all night long in shifts and stuff. And then, yeah, when you have to, when they have to go to court to testify, the bikers show up with them. They escort them there. It's a cool fucking thing. And this isn't just a United States thing. It's all over the country in Australia, Canada, uh, Italy, New Zealand, um, United Kingdom. I mean, it is everywhere. Uh, United States, it's in 50 states, I believe. Delaware and Hawaii are the only two that don't have chapters. Gotcha. It's a it's a very cool thing, and uh, when I when I first saw it like months ago, I was like, "This is something cool we should talk about on the show." Um, but it just blanked on me. And yeah, I, yeah. I feel I so wonder- bad. That- oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, 
No, 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 saying, please, I, please. I wonder if we could ever, I wonder if we know anybody who's involved who could come on as a guest. I think that'd be pretty cool. No, I mean, if I, if I can find a way to do that, I would totally agree with you 100%. If we could find somebody who's part of it, um, I tried looking to see if, like, they had, like, events or something like that, that maybe, like, we could go and be a part of, like, maybe mm-hmm. as a group, you, me, Sarge, and Dizzle J. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us would, um, not only benefit from kind of, like, seeing that side of it, but, um, Showing more support, to, like through a social media standpoint. I mean, clearly they don't need our help, but I mean, oh, right. it helps. Um, but they don't really do some of that. I mean, they don't ask for handouts. So they they do take donations, but they don't do like like fundraisers and events and stuff like that. Now they do have meetings and stuff like that, but that's something I don't think that we should just show up at. Right, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, but no, I would love to find out if we do know somebody who's part of Baca to uh, come on the show and we could kind of talk about it and everything. Um, I'm not, I know there's like a, a National Child Abuse Month awareness and some of that. I can't remember which, uh, what month it is. But maybe we know somebody, we can set something up for that time frame because it is something that it's real and it's not really acknowledged enough like it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I, and I saw it and like normally I like to just have you pick the award recipients and everything and make it your decision because this is your baby. Um, but when I saw this, I was like, I'm just going to recommend it, but if you already had somebody, I get it, but I think this would have been something really cool to kind of, like, acknowledge and put out there for even people, because like you said, we just found out about this. Like, you know, yeah, like, like the last year or whatever, and who knows who doesn't know about this. Right, right. You know, so, and I, and I know we have viewers and listeners, or listeners all across the world, and so then I don't really know their ages and stuff like that, but you know what, if they're out there. And they think, holy shit, there's something out there that may be able to help me or somebody I know. You know, we did our part, and I think that's what podcasting should be. I agree. So, yeah. So, Star Award recipient, uh, Bikers Against uh, Child Abuse, Baca, congratulations for the February uh, award. And uh, we'll give another one out at the end of March. Fantastic. Awesome. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? Oh, man, what am I freaking thinking about? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Uh, give me a second to think about it while you go. What are you freaking yeah. thinking about? Uh, I, you know, I, we've been having such nice weather lately. I, oh. I, I don't want to jinx it, but, you know, knock on wood that the snow's gone. I'm thinking that maybe this weekend I might hit up Home Depot and use some of these, uh, Home Depot gift cards I got and, uh, maybe start building my tool bench and reorganizing my garage. I, there's a lot of stuff I want to do around the house and, Obviously, you know, like being unemployed for a couple months and everything, money's a little tight, but I got the gift cards from home people to go out and buy the wood and stuff and maybe some odds and ends to kind of like get the garage organized. So I really been thinking a lot about that because my plan overall, as soon as we get Freaknet Studios kind of uh, in a groove and like releasing shows a lot better, eventually I want to use the garage as kind of like a studio for us. Mm, yeah, you know, nice. We got the camera, we got the equipment and everything and I know, like, like when we did the hot sauce challenge, we did it in, uh, in my office here at home, uh, with, we call this Freaknet Studios, um, at the table right here. Now, I mean, we're kind of cozy. We had enough room to kind of, like, you know, maneuver stuff, but it's still a small area. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and now when we start thinking about doing more stuff and bigger stuff, we're obviously gonna need a bigger space. Right. And why not, you know, figure out a way to organize the garage to where it gives us the space we need and it's openness and everything to do stuff like that. Absolutely. So I'm probably going to spend a weekend. I mean, may, hopefully, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. 
But I believe this weekend we're all supposed to get together and uh, do uh, the next FreakNet video, uh, FreakNet Studios video, um, and maybe even do some collaboration podcasts like we did the last uh, Saturday we met up. I mean, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, so probably following the, that Saturday, maybe on that Sunday, I'll probably look more at the garage stuff and start figuring out, hey, maybe i get some spring cleaning done early. Nice. Sweet uh, action. Yeah. Nice. Like, did you, uh, give me give me a number between one and three. One and three. Mm. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three. All right, I uh, I don't know if you know this about me. When it comes to clothing, uh, when it comes to shoes in particular, I am incredibly frugal. I do not like to buy them with any frequency. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't had a new pair of shoes, uh, not including snow boots, which I, I bought some snow boots three years ago. I haven't bought a new pair of shoes since I got married. Oh, shit, man. Uh, and I, I finally looked at my shoes and, and how uncomfortable my feet have been. And uh, for the first time in five years, I have new shoes coming. Uh, and I'm really excited about them. They're going to be here tomorrow. And, uh, they're, they're Vans. I'm a big fan of Vans shoes. I haven't, I haven't owned a pair of Vans since I was, uh, in middle school, but, uh, I've always loved the style and, uh, and I found a few pairs that I really, really liked and I ordered them. So I'm really excited about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, and that's, I've never owned a pair of Vans. I don't think because they don't make them in whites. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, but you know me, I mean, like, Outside of going to the gym, I don't wear anything other than cowboy boots. Right. So, but I, I, you know, I can appreciate, like, you know, like, when you get, like, that first, like, new pair. I'm not going to lie, Joe. I've seen some of your shoes. I could have sworn you made them fuckers yourself. So, what do you mean? Because they're in such bad shape? It, it's like, for some reason, every time I think about you, like, I think of, like, these, like, leather, made-by-cobbler fucking shoes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no. That or flip-flops. Yeah, or flip-flops. Yeah, because yeah, you can get a pair of flip-flops know, for, like, ten bucks. I'm thinking of Houston shoes. That's oh, yeah, those are Houston's. Yeah, yeah. I don't think has. I've ever really acknowledged your shoes before. No, I don't, I don't like to, I, I, I usually get them purely for function and not, not for looks. Now I get why you wear bow ties all the time to keep the to keep the uh, focus uh, up. I yep. get it now. Yep. yep. Now I fucking get it. It's not the fact that you like bow ties. It's just that the most uh, the more outrageous the bow tie is, Absolutely. the less people look below at your feet. I get it now. Yeah, little column A, little column B. <laughs> oh, I got it. That's another, that's another video that Freaknet Studios is gonna look at doing though. Have people sh- you for you to show people. How do you create a bow tie out of a normal fucking tie? Oh, so yeah, other, I gotta do that. So other people can get the focus off their funky feet. Absolutely. It's a great way. I'm not gonna lie, I miss that. Me too, me too. Yeah. I miss doing the plug. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe once in a while we'll just do it for the holiday. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, make sure you check out our show every single week on Google Play. Um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean, just by searching This Freaking Show. And make sure you also follow us on Facebook at This Freaking Show, Instagram at This Freaking Show, and Twitter at This Freaking Show. And on top of that, hey, Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on This Freaking Show. Now, you only give about an hour of Cartoon Joe here every week, and I know 
from experience that an hour a week of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough. So if our listeners need more Cartoon Joe, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. Got thrown off there right at the second end. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Guys, make sure you head over to YouTube, search FreakNet Studios, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell for our channel so you know when the, the uh, videos are downloaded or released, you know right away. Because that's going to help us out, not only this freaking show, but also Just Think Wrestling, which is hosted by me and Dizzy J, and The Gray Area, that's D-A-G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A, hosted by Sorry Next Week. And all three of our podcasts are found at the same places. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean, just by searching the perspective of our podcast. That's all I have. So guys, as always, I am Travis. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.